Welcome everyone to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for everything horror. Now here's your hosts, Justin and Brandon. Take it away, boys. Hello and welcome to Pod and Gore. My name is Brandon. My name is Justin. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the bonus episode. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Welcome to the product in? of my fuck up. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to our, yeah, this is our bonus, as you'll tell from the title. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to name it yet, but we will know by the time I post it. So this is going to be our bonus. Mm-hmm. We're going to do, we're going to basically do our Leslie Vernon episode in half the time, yeah, at least. And then Justin did a movie, I did a movie. We're just going to find a way to fill in some extra time. And then we're going to say, piss off, ghost, and you're going to leave. Yep, and then I'm going to go home. And not do anything. All right, guys. So, Leslie Vernon, Behind or behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, is the 2006 American mockumentary black comedy horror film directed by Scott Glosserman. It stars Nathan Beasel. Well, it says introducing, but this is, I think, his first movie. Yeah. He'd done TV. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sad, because the guy did great. Yeah, I really liked movie. him in this. Um, Angela Gothels is how I'm Gothels Gothels is how I'm gonna say that and Robert uh, Robert England and Scott Wilson although largely filmed in Oregon the film takes place in a small town in Maryland and follows a journalist and her film crew that is documenting an aspiring serial killer who models himself according to the slasher film conventions this film is an homage to the slasher film genre and features cameos from several veteran horror actors including Robert England Zelda Rubenstein Steen uh, and Kane Hodder. The film premiered at the 2006 South by Southwest Film Festival and has uh, was shown in several other festivals. It received a limited release in the U.S. Uh, on March 16, 2007, and uh, the domestic total gross was uh, $69,136 with 38,500 opening weekend in 72 theaters. And that's which, thousand, not million. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and what it did, it ranked 57th in that. So mm-hmm. it's not the worst, but there was no budget listed. So we don't know how well it doesn't look like there was a big budget for this movie. No. So it had to have made money. Um, Behind the Mask was filmed largely in Portland, Oregon, and outlying um, towns of Troutdale, Banks, St. Helens, Estacada, and uh, Suave Island. The establishing shots of Glen Echo were filmed on the main street in downtown Troutdale. One of the film's key uh, sequences featuring Leslie's confrontation with Kelly at the library was filmed at the Central Library in downtown Portland. Library. Um, Filming took place in November 2004. Due to the limited budget and limited, uh, due to the limited budget and location restrictions, some of the script was rewritten during filming to accommodate the filming locations. During filming, several locations needed for certain scenes had yet to be scouted and were discovered in the middle of shooting. Hmm. Um, actor Scott Wilson became involved uh, in the film after a suggestion from friend Robert England, who was already cast in the film. It was really cool seeing Scott Wilson to get a little word in edgewise here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of blasting through <laughs> all know. this. Uh, but the only thing I've really seen Scott Wilson in is Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And so to see him in something else, and especially to have it be horror related, was really cool. Yeah, definitely. And um, Robert England's always welcome. <laughs> uh, director Scott Glossman recruited a, a group of young local filmmakers in Portland to work as additional editors on the film after seeing and being impressed by an independent film they had produced called The Black Shoe Drifter. So what I have in here is there's a list of awards that they had won. In 2006, at the Fantasia Film Festival, uh, they won Best European North-South American Film. Um... The La, oh yeah, I remember this from the last time we did this. Hmm. La Ecran Fastique, uh, Fantastique Award. Uh-oh. They won that, whatever that is. Um, the Sequences Award for the Sequences Magazine. The Audience Award for Gen Art Film Festival. Uh, they won the Carnet Jove Special Mention at the Sitges Catalan International Film Festival. Um, and the Audience Choice Award for Best Feature Film at the Toronto After Dark Film Festival, they won Best Film. Hmm. So, 
The next great psycho horror slasher has given a documentary crew uh, exclusive access to his life as he plans his reign of terror over the sleepy town of Glen Echo, which is their little description for it. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a few things, there's a few fun facts about this movie. At the beginning, uh, at the beginning, Taylor is standing in front of the Red Rabbit pub. It is a reference to the Red Rabbit matchbook found by Dr. Loomis in Halloween. Mm-hmm. The first time Taylor uh, interviews Eugene and his wife, a lament uh, configuration puzzle box from Hellraiser can be seen sitting on the table. When uh, Leslie first shows the crew his home, he introduces his two pet turtles as Church and Zoe. They are the names of the resurrected pets from Pet Cemetery. And um, from Pet Cemetery film franchise, Church being the cat from Pet Cemetery, and Zoe being the dog from Pet Cemetery Two. Kane and Kane and Hotter. Kane and his friend Hotter. <laughs> Kane Hotter, who played Jason Voorhees in four of the Friday the Thirteenth films, um, is seen walking into fourteen twenty eight Elm Street. This was the address in which Nancy lived in A Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Although it's never explicitly mentioned in the film, Eugene is intended to be an older version of Billy, the killer from Black Christmas in 1974, which we will do in a couple months. Doc Halloran's wardrobe and beard is nearly identical to that of Donald Pleasance's Dr. Loomis from the Halloween uh, Halloween film franchise. Leslie's uh, real surname is exposed to be Mancuso. Frank Mancuso Jr. was the producer of most of the Friday the 13th movies. And to give you a breather so that you can actually well, inhale only, a little there's bit. There's two there. more. There's two more. Here alone. Okay. Zelda Rubenstein used her signature voice from Poltergeist while telling the legend of Leslie Vernon to the girl in the library. Hmm. Several character names are references to classic horror films. For example, Doc, Hall- uh, Doc Halloran is a mashup of Danny Torrance's nickname Doc in The Shining in 1980 and Dick Halloran from the same movie. And Jamie being a reference to Jamie Lee Curtis, who was the final girl in several slasher movies, such as Halloween in 1978 and Prom Night in 1980. Feel free to interject now. There's not really much point now, but... (laughs) You can still do it. I just didn't want (laughs) to... Trying to to remember the... Oh, the Mancuso thing. I remember uh, when we watched the movie, I was like, God, that name sounds familiar. And it's because I had just done... The Friday the 13th episode for my other show. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. You, so it rang a bell. Yeah. I remember you talking about that two weeks ago when, yeah. when we actually recorded this episode. Yeah. So, Good times. long story short, um, there has been sequel talks to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and we discovered after recording this that there was a comic book. Yes, there was. Um, I don't remember any of the details about it, but it does exist. Right, so in early of 2000, um, I'm just going to fucking read it. Okay. In an interview, uh, J, uh, David J. Steve, Steve, okay. <laughs> when asked if he was working on a new script, said, well, then you're treading into sequel territory. If there's any kind of scoop, it's not really a scoop, but I can tell you and your readers that there's, def- there's a definite idea for what's going to happen to Leslie Vernon next. That's uh, been the goal all along. There are a lot of what-ifs, and things have to happen right in this business for that to ever come to fruition. But certainly, if there's ever going to be another horror movie coming from me, my biggest impulse, of course, is to relate what happens next to Leslie. Basil, when asked about the possibility of returning for the, uh, for a sequel to Behind the Mask, stated, there's, there's a certain chance. I know that ideas have already been circulating around uh, Scott and David's heads, and I'd love to take uh, Leslie on again. However, I don't think we'd undertake a sequel unless the script is, is, is as good or better than Behind the Mask. The first was so good it would be pissing on Leslie's legacy to set out with anything less than inspired, and Leslie would never have that. In early 2017, director Scott Glass, uh, Glosserman explained that the script for the sequel had been had become a little dated due to the changes in horror over the inter, uh, intervening years. The script itself captures the mid-aughts period um, in the midst of the torture porn found footage uh, genres. It had a lot of interesting things to say. Today, the script, that film, is almost like a period piece because I don't necessarily want to bring it up to current day, and yet certain things may feel a little bit old or period, depending on how you look at it. I think we captured the essence of what happened several years ago, or what was happening several years ago. If we go, if we do get the opportunity to make the film, 
I'm not sure I'd want to make the screenplay any more current. It's a little bit of a conundrum. Fair and enough. so, um, yeah, that was the thing. When we got done recording the episode uh, two weeks ago, um, we did find that there was a comic done. I don't... We sh- I should have looked it up because I don't remember. Yeah. But there was something to do with it, and I really wish that... Uh, I, sh- I want to try to find it because I know that Justin... You didn't mind this movie, yeah. but I don't think that you cared for it as much as I loved this movie. Right. And so I would like to have the comic books for myself to mm-hmm. have them because I do, like, this movie is so clever yeah. and, and to me it's original. Like, there's not, like, I haven't seen anything like it before no, I mean, or since. So it's like, it's, I wouldn't say like a breath of fresh air, but it's like, it's something that it works because I mean, it's not the same regurgitated stuff that you get all the time. Right. And I will say that in the weeks that have passed since last we spoke of this, I actually am liking it more and more. It's one of those that, yeah, the more I think back on, I was like, you know, I love that it's a love letter to old school eighties horror. Mm -hmm. I love that it was found footage I mean, it's not the first, because that's Blair Witch, but it it did it in a way that was clever, and it it seems cliche now because we've seen it so much, but had I seen it when it came out, it would have been much more, not not quite revolutionary, but it would have made more of an impact. Right. Seeing it so many years after the fact, and I think that's part of my problem, is that I've seen so many movies do this. Well, see the thing, and the thing with this—it's not as novel, right? This was filmed five years after Blair Witch came out, right? So, yeah, it definitely did come after. Um, I think it it did hit before a a lot of your other found footages came out, though, because like one of the things that we were going to cover in this episode was the fact that you finally watched VHS. Mm -hmm. But I think that um, I hopefully talked you into saving that so we can do, yeah. we're going to, we're not going to do an episode for each. Right. But. We'll since, do like an amalgam of uh, all the VHSs. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to do the trilogy because there's, they're not so much movies, but things Anthologies. that happen. Yeah. Basically what, almost like if we did ABCs of death. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you're like yes huh? that thing that you said there right yeah i mean we could really do a, a compilation and kind of weigh and balance all of the found footage videos in all three of them question mark <laughs> there's question three mark? of them that's my question um for uh vhs, VHS. yeah there's a vhs vhs2 and then vhs viral so right. if we do an episode it'd just be the vhs trilogy yeah and so we'll take not to speak for you, but we'll probably take all of the videos throughout the entire trilogy and just sort of break each one down. Yeah. Because w- there's only like five. Yeah, there's not a lot. So we could probably breeze through it pretty quick. I think we could. That's I why I wanted to use it for this episode because I figured I could breeze it was through perfect. it pretty quick. But see, like I haven't been feeling well. This week has been crazy. I didn't get to watching as many movies as you did. And so. And he had to go uphill both ways with potatoes in his pockets to keep his hands warm. That's the second time so, you said that. Not in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. See, I, this is the thing about working with you is I get to hear all the shit fucking said twice. Yeah. Um, You're my tester audience. Uh, yeah, well, it didn't work the first time, so I yeah. don't know what you thought. But you're not feeling well on the potatoes thing, so I, I tried um, on blah, blah, smarter blah. individuals. Yeah, I got a dentist appointment in fucking 13 hours. I'm so <laughs> stoked. Um but yeah, so we'll go ahead and hop into the notes mm-hmm. for the movie. Um, we don't have to go deep, deep into the review of it because we've already gone about halfway through, I think, the allotted time that we we're going to use for this. Yeah. So. I'm not even going to look at my old notes. and I'm just sort of going to riff off of you. Okay. I want to start with, to give you a, a mouth break, that I love this. I mean, like I said, when I... F- first we first talked about it i was a little lukewarm on it just coming off of it but like i said the more i think about it the more i like it the more i want to buy it uh-huh. and watch it again 
Right. Because it is, and what I ended up really liking about it is the way that it sets itself up, and I'm amazed there hasn't been a sequel, even if it was a bad one, because a lot of horror movies get shitty sequels. Most of the horror movies we love have shitty sequels. Right. But, but And I think that's the thing that they were trying to avoid as yeah. well, and so I'm kind of glad they didn't do do one just you know for the sake one. of doing one and yeah. then being like they said shit on his legacy but i think the way that they set up this movie and how self-aware it is of the genre that could play to its benefit like mm-hmm. he's wanting to make the perfect sequel and keeps fucking it up and he's pissed about it <laughs> i could see that too or things just not going to plan because i mean yeah. this, everything went so according to plan in the first movie like everything was accounted for yeah even like, when we thought it wasn't, it was. Yeah, and so, I mean, if there was like a complete breakdown and it went the opposite direction for the mm-hmm. sequel, I mean, that could be funny, but then again, that would kind of be going against his character. Well, and I think that, yeah, I mean, that is the, the conundrum with my pitch, I suppose, but then it could be him truly adapting to that mm-hmm. and pulling it off anyway. Because that's kind of what you're led to believe in this, is that, oh, because the crew decided to act upon him, he's having to improvise and change up his plan, when in reality, that was, was his plan all along. Yeah, it was, exactly. But to see him actually have to improvise and pull it off anyway, I think would be really cool. Right. I just, I like the fact that this movie's, you know, documentary, documentary style, I like that they... They kind of preface it by saying that this movie takes place in the same universe as all the heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. And you know. name drop them. I was surprised they were actually able to use so many blatant names and locations. Well, film locations. Like, they actually showed the how, like, they showed the Nightmare House. They showed mm-hmm. the Halloween House. Like, they showed those things. And I'm like, okay. And that's... then called them out by name. Yeah. You know, and talking like he knows these guys. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they grab a beer together mm-hmm. kind of thing um so basically yeah the story is about the um a boy possessed thrown over a waterfall and doesn't die i guess, I guess. or I guess. comes back and comes back yeah jason much. style yeah um excuse me um so yeah the the film crew shows up they meet him you know you kind of get the vibe that he's been toying with them the whole time. Yeah. Um, and the, one of the things that you'd kind of pointed out the last time we recorded this was like, he kind of has things rigged. And so while we, while I thought one thing was happening, you pointed out that something else could have happened. Like when they show him in the house, they think he's behind the barn. Then you think he's up in the window, but then he's mm-hmm. actually back over behind here. Yeah. Like he definitely could have had things set up to, Make it look like yeah, he was he's very there, but theatrical yeah. with everything that he does, um, and so yeah, the thing that uh, your favorite thing is when he does take him inside, and uh, you wrote that he was cheesed off his cracker, which <laughs> upset me. And of course, it made you chuckle. You're like, oh god, I'm so funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm really. Funny. <laughs> I forgot that I wrote that. I'm not looking at my notes no. to make this go a little quicker, but well, I mean, he's so banana balls when they take him in there it's almost i don't know if he's trying to keep them off kilter i mean i guess that would be the thing but in watching it not knowing that Mm -hmm. he just seems crazy and so when as you're looking as the film crew is like why aren't you why are you doing this yeah and then you know he's introducing his pet turtles and Mm -hmm. he says that he can only have pets that he can eat yeah yeah which is a funny line it is hilarious but Uh, Red flag. (laughs) I still... um, So then he kind of... He takes them to... Like, they go and check out the house or the original house for the story and Mm -hmm. kind of pokes fun at the the legend. Because he... When you're watching this, you kind of find out that, like, he just kind of adopts this. So it's like... It's almost like you find there's a town that has an urban legend and then you just go to that town and kind of make it your own. Right. And then run with it. Um but then they show him, like, he talks about how he trains. For, I love that. <laughs> how he trains for his kills and... The intense cardio. The intense cardio and, like, you always have to, you know, they're running their ass off and you got to make it look like you're walking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. It's exhausting. It's, yeah, he's, he's just... It's he's out exhausting. of breath and yeah. sweating. It's so freaking great. Well, and I love that, like, they show him 
like scouting out people mm-hmm. and he's profiling them. He's like, well, you don't want to pick these people because for they're this not as, reason, yeah. yeah, for this reason. But scouting target groups. Yeah, it's awesome. It's yep. so what you imagine these killers doing, but never actually get to see them do. Exactly, and that's the thing that I like about this movie the most yeah. is is that specifically. Yeah. So yeah, he scouts the target groups, looks uh, looks for victims, mm-hmm. talks about padding numbers with slow kids. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and so then he kind of he kind of has this girl, this waitress. Uh, I believe it's Kelly is her name. Yeah. They have he's been watching her for a bit. She's a waitress. He thinks she's a virgin. Everything works out perfectly for his dream scenario of her being his final girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he kind of sets up the scare, which they show it. That's They start the movie out with it, with yeah. the scare. But then he kind of tells you how he breaks it down, you know, with the fishing line on the brick. and then Which you would obviously see, but that's we'll just move past it. That's, that, that's the one omission that I'm like, eh, but it's fine. Well, yeah, I, I, you know... I, it makes perfect sense, and like I said, it's one of those fitting horror movie cliches that always happens unless, for no reason. Unless because they, you do find out that the film crew helps him. Yeah. So if she puts the brick there, and then they swap the brick out with a brick with the string on it. Yeah. Because there is multiple people there while it's happening, so sure. they, you know. So if she, yeah, so if it's a regular brick when she puts it there, but then swaps it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it's. I. I don't think that's what happened. But no. But let's just say it is, because that's better. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, they're they're setting up the scare. Uh, he's kind of establishing himself to her, um, hiding behind a bush, mm-hmm. and then door shuts. She looks back and he's gone. Um, it's just everything about this movie behind the scenes, like him so excited that everything always goes according. Like it just, mm-hmm. it's like everything's uh, falling into place. Um, so then he goes to meet Eugene, which is Scott Wilson and mm-hmm. his wife, which he's old. She's pretty hot for yeah. being his wife. She's a nice, good looking old lady. Indeed. Not even old, but you would think cause he's an older guy. Yeah. Um, it'd be funny if they had kind of alluded to her being like a, a the final girl a, that made it like, yeah. Or that, or like a groupie, like one of those, that's just someone that's obsessed with the serial killer and ends <laughs> up with them. Yeah. That could be too. So they go to meet Eugene, but he's in that sensory deprivation tank, mm-hmm. buried. That was funny. <laughs> like, it was. What time is it? It's Tuesday. He's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's been down there for three days, and he's like, oh shit. Um, so Eugene talks about the old days, mm-hmm. talks or talks killing from the old days while he's cutting up that carrot. Yeah. I know that got you the last time, too. That was great. He's well, because like, he just, he's chop, doing it chop, really slowly, chop, and then it's like... <laughs> and then, and then it's it, yeah. basically mashed. <laughs> um, awesome. And so, um, he ends up... Cr- like, he did a little bit of legwork that he's doing. Like, he creates mm-hmm. the fake article connecting her to him through the past, and then sets up the whole library attack and scare, which mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Yeah. Um... Where he, where she meets the the librarian, which is Zelda Rubenstein, mm-hmm. uh, from Poltergeist, and she has, I'm not saying like a Yeardley Smith iconic voice, but like, it is one of those voices you know where it. I heard it. I was like, God, I know that from somewhere. I just <laughs> right. don't know where. Right, and so like, they're like, oh, you know, that's like that's super old, so it'd be on microfiche and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so she's telling the legend, and then. Um, that's when he kind of shows himself in the full get-up. Yeah, with the mask and the makeup and everything. Right, and then um, Robert England, who's Doc Halloran, which is basically the Sam Loomis of the movie, mm-hmm. shows up and shoots him. <laughs> which you don't <laughs> actually know that he clips him, because the way he jumps down, it's almost like he just kind of pops down sideways. But... When it was so strange, the whole setup, and seeing how much he had... Leslie had rigged everything. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, is that a plant? Like, is Robert England there? Right. Like, he had hired him mm-hmm. to pull off the scheme, and then we find out that that's not actually the case. No. Um, no, yeah. And so, yeah, Robert Eng- England is the Ahab, mm-hmm. Dr. Halloran. So they go back, and apparently, yeah, because it was being recorded. You got the film crew. They mm-hmm. go back to Eugene, 
and they're kind of going over the game tape, seeing what happened. They're yeah. just, they're so excited. <laughs> you got your Ahab. Yeah, you got your Ahab, go. and like, oh, everything, you know, went according to plan, and mm-hmm. they're so, like, they're like, we're so proud of you. It's and, so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. You're going to kill those people so good. You're going to do awesome. And so, yeah, they're, they then they go, and they're sitting at the diner, where Kelly's working at, and then, you know, Doc Halloran's sitting over there, he's just staring at him, mm-hmm. and then goes over and says, you know, hey, he's not who he says he is, he's actually a fucking loony, yeah. you know, Leslie Mancuso, and um, they confront him outside later on, and yeah. he, like, you're not who you say you are, and then he fucking just choke slams her into well, the fucking like, side of the door. I think like, I said this when we recorded, it's like, you know he's a serial killer, yeah, or wants to be one. Yeah, let's go ahead and call him out for something. Yeah, let's threaten him and say, well, we're going to do this. Like, well, you're probably not, though. Yeah. And so they go back to the house. Uh, they're touring the ancestral home. They talk about how the closet is a sacred space. Um, a lot of things are described with em- uh, imagery, mm-hmm. like the closet is uh very womb like yeah they showed later on that the orchard's very you know birth canal birth canal ish which i get it but was also strange and (laughs) uncomfortable right and so you know rule one nobody gets away so they stage the house they go over the plan he sabotages the weapons in the shed uh, shed pre-cutting trees basically getting everything set up to fail for them you know rule two is there is no rule two he says rule one and there's never a rule right and that's the thing too because there's (laughs) step one yeah Uh, step one is uh is the anchor for the legend step two is um is uh find the target group and actually now that i remember i did uh for this episode I believe I posted it to Instagram. I found an image that was from the comic book. Hmm. Um, Step one is anchor the legend. Step two, find a target group. Step three is the flyby. And then step four is plant the article. Oh, okay. Right. So they just didn't call it out right. Mm -hmm. And then here, (laughs) it's got like his own, it's like it's got his little board. Uh And it says heroes. It says Fred J. Mike, Eugene, Chuck, Billy, Hannibal, is that Bubba and Norm? <laughs> Just like he's well, wouldn't on... that suggest that Eugene is then not Billy? According to this, yeah. Yeah. So that kind of shoots down that theory, right? According to the comic book, right? But to do list the dead batteries in what does that fucking say? Um, mm-hmm. Dead batteries, sabotage all possible something. I can't read the rest of that, but like this fucking picture is cool. And I'm going to, I'm going to post it again because yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I did already, but I really liked it. Um, so they, yeah, they're sabotaging the weapons, getting everything, you know, kind of set up for the night. Mm-hmm. Um, Car won't start, window smash, deaths in the barn, etc. Any advice? Run and don't stop. So they yeah. do ask him, like, if hey, if you have any advice for you know going up against me or my friends, you know, what would you mm-hmm. do? And he's like, just run, don't stop. Yeah. And if then, you're in a group, be the faster than the rest of your group. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they, you know, he starts to put on the costume and he applies his makeup, which we didn't cover, but it's like got like a like a flame retardant mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then he's, he cries, he sits there and he gets these tears of joy just because he's so excited he's and so elated happy. with what he's doing. Yeah. And then, uh, then this is when Taylor gets uh, second thoughts, big shock. Cause they kind of yeah. lead into it the whole time. Uh, they part ways. Tyler decides to in- intervene, which happens. Find sure. out Kelly's not, a virgin when she's not up even there close not when she's up there reverse cowgirl fucking <laughs> yeah. rallying um taylor tells all mostly leslie then it's a, i wrote down leslie changes the plan but like we talked about i i think it was the plan the whole time yeah um because it's discovered eventually that the main chick whose name i don't remember 
is a virgin. Oh yeah, Taylor. Taylor. The, yeah, the the journalist. Yeah, yeah she's so a virgin, and that yeah, she so was suggested the fi- that she was supposed to be the final girl the whole time. Yeah, and so long story short, they know what's they know how everything's supposed to go down. So they're going to try to use that as an advantage to save everybody else. Mm-hmm. And That's, they don't. <laughs> they don't at all. The kid gets the post digger to the heart. The dead kids end up in the sabotage van, back to the house. Kelly falls out the window. <laughs> that was sad. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping for a better death than that. Yeah, she yeah, she just falls and blit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't do that. Um, I don't remember the name, but uh, Chase the Doughboy. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, come and get me, Leslie. Uh, you know. And he says that. That's not us being mean. Chase, no, he, he says, says, Chase, Chase the, the Doughboy. Uh, then the rest of them run to the hayloft. Leslie knew the entire time. Taylor, yeah, Taylor's the final girl. Mm-hmm. There's two dead in the hayloft. Stab and hang. Leslie falls. Doc is stabbed. Doug's wall to the face. <laughs> yeah, I think I went off of your notes. Yeah, <laughs> I think you did too. Uh, finds like Todd in an axe. Said. Then the showdown in the woods. Todd waits in the shed, stabbed with his own hook. Stabbed with own hook. Apple pressed. I knew you're the one. Yeah, with that fucking yeah, the cider press. Well, they go out of their way earlier to be like, "Hey, what are you gonna use the cider press for?" It's like, "Oh, you'll see." <laughs> yeah. And then he yeah. never uses it, which I think is what he knew would happen. Hmm. I, I'm gonna assume maybe. So. Um. Ta- uh, Taylor lights it up. What she catches the barn on fire, right? Yeah. And then um. Doug, Doc, and Taylor survive. He's just a myth or man. But then he, he does end up in the morgue. Mm-hmm. This is during the end credits. In the real clincher that made me go, oh, okay, this is great. This is he sits up. Yeah. Yeah. I was really expecting to see him just kill the morgue technician guy. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that he s- sat up, which was very Michael Myers-y. Yep. Because it wasn't like, oh, like when I try and get up out of anything and it takes like Lord. five minutes and a lot of grunts and yeah. sad stuff. <laughs> sad stuff. <laughs> he just goes, and he's he up. He sits right up, mm. dude. No problem at all. And so I know we kind of got breezy towards the end of that. Mm-hmm. Like if you haven't seen this movie, definitely watch it. Yeah. It's on Shudder. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. Uh, I, I've seen it multiple times. It's great. And I plan on watching it again. Good. Probably buy it soon. Yeah. So... uh it- the pod and our, our pod and gore scorecard. Um, our pod and scorecard. Our pod and scorecard. Either way. Um, or gore scorecard. The best kill. I don't. I never wrote one down. I put apple pressed. The apple pressed. I might because go, it was one of the most brutal. I think I'm gonna go post digger to the heart. Yeah. And that then, one was then good. he pulls it out and puts the heart in the hand. That was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the most wanted to die was Taylor. Yep. Most wanted to live was Leslie. Yep. There was no really gross moment. I put hook to the face. That's fair enough. And even the post digger is pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, dumbest moment, um, I put the intervening because I yeah, thought me that too. was dumb. Because, like, you know, it's it's a cliche and all, you know, and they set it up the entire time. Mm-hmm. But for me, the whole point of the movie is your documentary film crew following a murderer. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen at the end of the day? Yeah. That he's going to change his gonna mind? Somebody's going to die. Yeah, yeah, at you're least not one stop person. Them. And so our uh, special category for this movie was a favorite setup or yeah. scenario. I put the whole library scene. I liked the I liked everything. There's a lot of planning and detail that went into it and it just mm-hmm. I thought it was clever. What was yours? Uh the pre-broken tools. I loved that oh, because it's right. one of those cliché things of, "Oh, I have this axe. Oh, the axe broke. Oh, I have this and that broke too." And to see like they set that up. Right. And I could totally see a Michael or a Jason going around the campsite beforehand, like filing things down so that when they try and use it against them, they break. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah that's good. Thank you. Yeah. And so that proof. right there is our rapid Yes, review. rapid fire. I barely <laughs> said two words. <laughs> but it's okay. We're going to move on. And I'm going to yeah. end up talking well, the entire time during the second Well, yeah. Part. So the thing is, is yeah, that was that was my movie. I had all the notes for it. Yeah. Um, the second movie that we're going to talk about is his. I have not seen it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go off of what he said. And then my movie is just going to be a quick. Yeah. And I also did not watch his. But, but yeah. And 
So we'll there. get there when we get there. Indeed. All right. So that was our take on Leslie. Our our take two on Leslie Vernon. <laughs> <if you will. laughs> uh, go ahead quiet. and lead us into your your random movie that you watched. My random movie that I watched was The Witch. The Witch. The Witch. Oh yes. It was the Witch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh God, it's the Witch. <laughs> <laughs> it is so scary to me. I never saw it, so... I love this movie. Well, I thought th- it was just fantastic. I thought you said it was boring. Well, here's the thing. Because I was going to... A while back, I had put this in a poll on Twitter being like, Hey, somebody let me know what you guys want us to do. If you guys want us to do like an episode, I put up a, a bunch of movies. Mm-hmm. It didn't It didn't do anything, but sure. <laughs> there was a but poll up there. there. And, and The Witch was one of the movies I had put in there because mm-hmm. it was a suggestion... Or it was a movie that I had on a list of like upcoming that you wanted to do. Yeah, at some point, and I just never got around to it. And mm-hmm. so with Justin picking it for his random, his random, we probably won't ever cover it. But you know, and it, here's the thing with the I'm as guesses with mine because yours is like a ten minute it's something 15 or fifteen minutes, but so 13. you know we don't never need to do a full episode on that. But with the witch. If you want us to deep dive and you, because the the deep dive is hearing about how it was made, all that, and then we can get your thoughts on it when you watch it. Mm-hmm. So if you ever want us to do that, let us know, and we will gladly do it, and I will gladly watch it again. I own it, and uh, well, yeah, I it's, it's on, on Netflix. Netflix for I'll, now. I'll watch it. It's fantastic. I, I hope I wasn't trying to mislead or uh, you know whatever with you here, but. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of those movies where you have to prepare yourself for it being slow. Okay. It's not a slasher. It's not a super scary shit's happening all the time. Yeah. You're going to jump every five minutes. It's people on a farm doing farm things. Hmm. And it's... I'll, I'll get into it in a sec. I'll get through the, the nuts and bolts here real quick. Right. So it was written and directed by Robert Eggers... Starring Anna Taylor-Joy, Ralph Ennison, Kate Dickey, Harvey Scrimshaw, Ellie Granger, and Lucas Dawson. It was released January 27th, 2015 at Sundance, and then February 19th, 2016 in the U.S. Budget of $4 million, box office of $40.4 million. Hmm. Uh, The plot is in 1630s New England... English settler William and his family are banished from a Puritan Plymouth colony over a religious dispute. The family build a farm near a large secluded forest. Shortly after, William's wife, Catherine, has a newborn child. And one day, their daughter, Thomason, is playing peekaboo with Samuel, the baby, Mm -hmm. uh, when the baby abruptly disappears. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oop, my phone locked. (laughs) (laughs) And it is soon revealed that a witch has stolen the unbaptized Samuel, killing him and using his remains to make her flying ointment. Right. Yeah. It's super strange and creepy, but what I love about it is that it plays off of all of the legends and hysteria around the Salem witch trials. Mm -hmm. Like, your crops aren't able to grow... Your cow's milk is sour. It takes all of those things and it makes it real. Mm-hmm. And it makes you wonder, at least from the... Like, we know, the audience knows that there is a witch. Mm-hmm. More, because we see her. Okay. Um, later on. But the family isn't sure, because you wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. The whole story that they tell themselves, because they're on the farm by themselves. Yeah. Is that a coyote got the baby. Oh, shit. And that she just didn't see the coyote. Because she's playing peekaboo, and one second she has her hands over her eyes, and the next second the baby's just gone. Okay. That would be horrible. I couldn't imagine. So it follows the family as they're grieving and trying to survive the winter, but the the crops are rotting. Mm -hmm. And there's a legend of the witch in the woods, but you know how legends go. I mean, oh, it's real, but oh, it's not. Right. And one thing I found kind of strange is there's this creepy brown rabbit that stares at people. <laughs> but okay. nothing really ever comes of it. It's just kind of there? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, okay. I'm gonna okay. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to go too in depth because I don't want to ruin it for you. Well, I'm. It's. I'm not too worried about it being spoiled. Yeah. Like, uh, if I wanted to watch it that bad, I would have watched it by now. Sure, sure. So you know, feel free, and okay. I, if we ever deep dive on it, I'll cover. I'll go into it. Fair enough. So uh, Thomason, which is the daughter. It's a weird name for a girl, but that's Thomason. Thomason. Okay. Yeah. And their other, their older son, Caleb, go off on a hunt and then get lost in the woods. Okay. And then Caleb finds the witch, who's this super hot chick. Oh, okay. Who starts making out with him. Nice. And he later returns naked. <laughs> and I should point out something that I didn't say earlier is that the family, particularly the mother, kind of blame Thomason for the baby going missing. Mm-hmm. Because she was the last one there. Right. And so when Caleb goes missing, there's this whole, like, accusation. And they start kind of wondering if she's a witch. Oh, okay. And, like, oh, are you doing something to him? Mm-hmm. And so... Caleb ends up dying. Oh, shit. He, he gets back to the farm and is, like, in a coma. And then he has this crazy freak-out moment. Where he right. coughs up a rock. Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> and then he, you know, he starts speaking in babble, and then he just flat out dies. Is that the witch? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. 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 Yeah, because you're like, oh, she's hot, so I'm like, I should look up and see what she looks like. No, I think I will watch Did this Did I oversell movie. it? Not at all. <laughs> she's not bad. Yeah. In like, um, a, in like a creepy, please don't kill me kind of way. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. So what's weird is when Caleb's going nuts before he dies, there's two other kids. There's twins that are younger. Mm -hmm. And they start going crazy too. And so Thomason is accusing the twins of being a witch. The twins are accusing Thomason of being a witch. (laughs) You're a towel. (laughs) You're a towel. You're a towel. And the parents are just like, screw this noise. Our son just died. Our other son disappeared. So they lock them up with the goats. <laughs> Stop being a fucking asshole. We'll lock you up with the goats. I like it. <laughs> what yeah. you get? So then the, the spirit baby and now dead ghost Caleb mm-hmm. visit the mom. In like this weird creepy vision thing. Uh-huh. And it gets super strange and the the baby is nursing, I will say. Oh. But then we okay. get to the real world and it's a bird. Right. Hey, what are you <laughs> pecking at her? Which was strange. Hmm. And then the witch takes the twins. Okay. And kills the animals. They're like skinned and mutilated of course uh and the they have this creepy ass goat which is what's on the cover mm-hmm. and that attacks the dad and right. kills him makes sense sure sure <laughs> i'm and, all enthusiastically like yes <laughs> yeah that is what you do there go mm-hmm. on check check <laughs> and by this time the mom has gone completely crazy and attacks Thomason. Right, yeah, rightfully so. Yeah, but Thomason kills her. Yeah, okay. Makes a deal with the devil. God, there's a lot that <laughs> happened in this movie. And then essentially makes herself a witch, makes a deal to be a witch, and then mm-hmm. she just wanders off into the woods. Okay. And finds a coven of other naked women witches dancing around a fire. And they all start to fly. Oh. <laughs> and that's Yay, how that ends. You lost me. <laughs> you well, had, they float. You had me, you had me at, at, hot, at uh, hot witch, naked oh. witches, and then you lost me with floating. Okay. I mean, they don't like Superman fly away, but there's right. like a hovering that's going on, and then Thomason starts to float as well. Oh, God. Because so she's become a witch. For reasons. For reasons. <laughs> that was a different episode okay yeah but we literally just finished on. that one like 45 minutes ago so yeah i mean it it sounds super strange especially summed up in 10 
bullet points like that. Yeah. But it, it, I like it because even though it's a slow burn and the ending is crazy, as you can obviously tell. <laughs> That's an understatement. The the build up to it is so racked with tension and the whole family drama of everyone thinking Thomason is a witch and the mom's kind of a bitch to her. The dad's just trying to keep the peace. Um, there's this whole minor subplot of the silver cup that the the mother owned and it was like her parents silver cup and this is back in the day when silver that was a big deal right you know you have something that valuable Mm -hmm. it's like the prize thing in your house yeah and the dad sold it to help with the crop and you know buy shit so they could live and lied to the wife so when the wife is looking for this silver cup she thinks that the daughter stole it and did some witchcraft shit with it. Mm-hmm. And so there's this whole back and forth and everyone's sort of at each other and accusing each other of things. And the dad's just trying to kind of keep the peace and help everyone survive. And then it all goes to shit. Right. Well, I'm thinking I'm going to have to watch this movie because it's just like, huh? <laughs> so much. I know. It's it's really slow and for, then gets for a super slow, dense. For a slow build. I mean, I like movies that have tension because... Mm-hmm. It, like even if there's not a lot going on and that tension is real, yeah, then it, it you get sucked into it. And that's what this movie does. It's like not a lot happens for most of the movie, and I think it's only a ninety something minute or. This sounds about right. Yeah, and so it's like there, there's a hour and change of a lot of not much, just mm-hmm. you know backstabbing and people accusing others of being a witch and right. You know, it's it made me feel like that paranoia around the Salem Witch Trials era, like, mm-hmm. this is how it would be. Yeah. Like, shit's going wrong on your farm. You can't explain it. You're doing your best to survive. Witches! <laughs> it all must be witches. Witches. Witches be bitches. Yeah, and this is that legend becoming true. Right, well, and that's the thing, too, especially because back in those days, it's like, if anything, like, the ultimate, like, fuck you is like saying you're a witch yeah. and then you're fucked yeah, <laughs> yeah. basically <laughs> you said i was gonna do it a lot and i haven't that's twice fuck off <laughs> it's more than i've done it uh yeah i mean that's what i liked about it it's because your arms don't leave your fucking chair <laughs> try it sometime uh if I'm you had mo- le- if about you had to leave my on, chair i was trying to move on and you didn't move on all right all right right. but that's what i like about it is it's like here's this crazy myth and all Mm -hmm. these horrible things happen because of it and now it's what if that was true yeah i could see that and it makes it super creepy actually happened yeah like oh shit shut oh shit just cross just just cross (laughs) oh my god so so if you haven't watched the witch it is on Netflix, I believe, right now. For you personally, I own it if you want to borrow it. Yeah, if I mean, if it goes off of Netflix and we have to end up having to watch it. Well, you should just watch it, is what I'm well, saying. Like, it's just, well, I have a like, lot of things I have to watch right now. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> but you should do oh it anyway. Oh my god, how many times do you have to watch Endgame next week? I've only watched it twice since it came out, and that's a big deal for me. Usually, I'm up in the double digits by now. It's also like three hours long, which also doesn't help. Well, yeah, and that's the thing too, because like with it. So the thing oh. is, is we're yeah we're talking about watching it chapter two and then doing mm-hmm. an episode on it. Um, However, <laughs> yeah, somebody who's not a sports fan is going to a sporting event, <laughs> and it's a three-hour-long movie. Yeah, and so it's so like doing you, it right after the movie is probably not going to happen, especially because. Uh, I mean, I'm off that day, but somebody else isn't, and they refuse to be a team player. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think you should have told is... you should have told Scott to be like, do that on Thursday. Make us not come in on Thursday instead of Sunday. Hmm. Oh, but that would oh that would have been a no. It wouldn't have. That's not how that works. That's not how math works. But anyway, well, what I was going to say instead of not coming in Sunday, a, don't go in Thursday. Aside works from out just fine. This is one of those conversations we shouldn't be having on air. <laughs> names <laughs> nobody yeah i'm pretty sure he's not listening to our podcast that's not my point <laughs> at any going rate, on sunday he's like i heard something interesting <laughs> <laughs> i don't work sundays you do fuck off neither does he 
I know. So Monday then, when the episode drops, he's one of the like initial eleven that listens to like immediately. That would be awesome, and if so, <laughs> that would be so awesome. Scott. Thanks, boss. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, good support. Go team. Buy a, uh, buy a shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, so well, no. I mean, you we're, got, we're you... gonna do it, chapter two. I don't know exactly when that will drop. But I think because of the length of the movie, it's something that we should do some notes on. Because scary stories did not go as well as I wanted it to. But no, that was a disaster fire because we tried to do it live. <laughs> no. And we didn't realize that you have to have a thousand subscribers on YouTube to do mobile live streaming. Yeah. So Facebook's but, it was. Yeah. And we can Facebook live again. It worked out fine once we figured out how to do it. Aside from the picture was reversed. Yeah. Well, that's because was I was trying to put it sideways. God damn it. And I didn't realize that it was, it wasn't going to auto rotate. So yeah. get fucked. You're angry today. I'm tired. <laughs> well, let's get through your 15 minute movie. <laughs> yeah. In so, two minutes. And in then two we'll minutes. Put we'll you call... bedtime. Oh. Well, I, I, I'm off tomorrow, but like I said, I have a dentist appointment at 8 a.m. Gross. You yeah, that's I'm, what I said. Well, I'll be at work at 8 a.m., so there. That sucks. Um, So, yeah, my movie, I did not realize that it was a short when I picked it, but <laughs> <laughs> my movie is El Gigante. Mm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a luchagore production, which is the fucking coolest name. I think so. That, uh, like... I already I like I like I like the whole luchador aesthetic anyway. So like when I saw that it was a movie based about that, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's super cool. Um, so El Gigante, it's uh from uh, it's from 2014. It's directed by uh, Gigi Saul Guerrero and Luke Bramley, um, and it was written by Shane. Um, well, no, it was written directed by Gigi. Um, Saul Guerrero, but the writers were Shane. The story it's based off a book by Shane Guerrero. I'm not Shane. Uh, this Shane McKenzie. Is me. <laughs> I hope it lasts. <laughs> I'm getting so tired. Um, so yeah, it was directed by uh, Gigi Saul Guerrero and uh, Luke Bramley, and it was written by the story was written by Shane McKenzie. Is a book. Um, there's not a lot of information on this at Fair all enough. anywhere, but it it had four. It was a nom. It was nominated for five awards huh. and won four. Wow! So it was a nominee. Oh, okay. So it was it was best short film festival prize winner. It was um, a Crimson Screen Horror Film Fest Crimmy nominee. Fantastic Fil- uh, Cinema Festival in 2015. Grand Jury Best Short Film nominee, um, Film Fest 2015 Best Sound or Film Quest uh, Cthulhu nominee Best Sound, uh, Heavy Hitting Horror Fest that sounds rad in yeah, 2014 uh, was a winner for Best in Show Horrible Imagine uh, Imaginings Film Festival in 2015 Best Director of a Short Film, um. Horror Society Award nominee for Best Short Film. Uh, Macabre Fair Film Festival in 2016, Best Short Film winner. And then the Winter Film Awards 2016, Award of Excellence nominee for Best Horror Short Film. Um, so, a hot dog. Yeah, there's a, like, a lot of people, like one of the greatest, greatest short horror films. So like it, it's literally, it's only 13 minutes long. The the idea of the story after attempt and the funny thing is is the time it's gonna take me to read the plot is basically <laughs> what happened in the movie. Yeah. Um so after attempting to cross the US Mexico border in search of a better life, Armando awakens in an unknown room, his body broken down and a lucha libre mask sewn into his neck. Which is awesome right there. Yeah. He attempts to escape, but he's surrounded by a sadistic family who watches him with hungry eyes. The only chance for his survival um, in this hellish nightmare is to last in a wrestling match, a wrestling match against the most terrifying villain of all, Gigante, <laughs> <laughs> is what it is what it says in here. And so, yeah, basically, that sums it up. Yeah. So it shows Armando and his uh, wife and daughter. He's paying a coyote, 
and I didn't know this. Justin did because apparently he's stuff. into these kind of things. But just because um, I'm smarter than you, you don't <laughs> have to be bitter about it. I'm not bitter about it. <laughs> so yeah, coyote, I guess is um is the name of somebody that does human trafficking. Yeah, I didn't know that. So Armando pays a coyote to trans uh, to transport himself and his wife and daughter across the border, but he only has enough money to pay for his wife and daughter. And, you know, he begs and pleads and the guy's like, get fucked, basically. Like, yeah. I'm not even kidding. He's like, fuck off. Yeah. Um, and so he tells his wife, you know, he's like, I love you. I'm sorry. And she's like, you know, plead, beg to his good nature and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, he doesn't really have one of those. Yeah. And so, you know, the door's shut. That's the last you see the wife and daughter. Mm. But before they go... He gives her a gold necklace, his daughter, a gold necklace with a cross on it. Hmm. And he's like, you know, keep this. It'll keep you safe and blah, blah, blah. He should have kept the necklace. You should have. <laughs> so, and then it, it cuts to he's walking through the desert and I don't know if it's a desert so much, but he, you know. On a horse with no name. God damn it. So, yeah, he's he's walking through some deserty, barreny, wastelandy looking environment and, hmm. um. He's not looking so good uh, as somebody walking through that Desert wood. wood. Yeah. So he comes to a fence. It's like a barbed wire fence. And then he kind of shimmies his way over it, which I'm always cautious about when it's barbed wire and you're a guy climbing over. Well, like hell. I've, I've handled barbed wire and I, I barely like touching anywhere near it because I feel like I'm going to hurt myself. It sucks. I've cut my, like yeah, on the barbed too. wires at work. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it hurts. He, um, he makes his way over and I don't think he snags or anything. It almost looks like he tries to climb up and over and then kind of gets over and then plops. God damn it. Plops down. <laughs> <Sorry>. the <other> <laughs> <side>. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for keeping count, Mr. Math. Um, I'm animated. I move. You sit there like a fucking zombie. Um, Hey, I remember you did that seven times in an episode. It wasn't me. It was you. <laughs> I remember. I remember it was a lot, and you were like, oh, my God. But, okay, back to the topic at hand. Um, so he's laying there on the other side of the fence, and then all of a sudden, um, truck, van, some sort of vehicle, light, uh, headlights turn on, and then you see this guy come walking around the front of it, and he has, like, this giant machete. Hmm. It's either on his hip or he's holding it, sure. but then he throws him a canteen of water while he's laying there, and the guy's like, oh my god, you know, he's fumbling to open it and drink it, and then he drinks it, and then he passes out because the water's drugged. Sure. So he then gets taken back to the said room. He wakes up. He has the this fucked up lucha mask sewn like the base is sewn into his neck so he can't get it off and he's trying and it's like pulling and just gross. Yeah. And then he's looking around like there's blood all over dried blood on the mat. You know, the crazy he can see the crazy family. Like they were a little over the top for me. Sure. With like, okay, I get it, you're crazy. Yeah. You know, I get it. But like there's this like little Ewok looking <laughs> crazy kid that right. has this weird I'll show you a picture of it. Actually, when I post it to the social medias, I'll take a picture from each of the things. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. But it's on a chain, so it's almost like a rabid little dog person. Huh. Um, kind of like the kid. You ever us. see Land of the Lost with Will Ferrell and? No. Sad. Right. Um, <laughs> it kind of like a kind of like a little chaka. <laughs> little. <Okay. laughs> I get so, where you're going. With. Yeah, and so like. Yeah, he's looking around and like instead of turnbuckles, there's like skulls. Like it's it's a like for only being a budget of like and it's a Kickstarter movie. I forgot to kind of start out with that. Yeah. So I mean, while like this movie came out or was done five years ago, I believe it was kickstarted in order to show you what the movie would be and that this was like the opening sequence. But I don't think they ever got past that part, obviously, since it's been this long. Sure. Um, oh, so it was supposed to be like a full-length movie. It could have been. I think it was... But it if, only got if, this far. If, there's not a lot of information about it out there, unfortunately. And I went back to like the Kickstarter page for this movie that long ago. Mm -hmm. And... Um, but yeah, so he... 
they show the the crazy family. There's you know the guy what looks to be like his wife, and then there's a kid, but the wife's pregnant. Sure. Um, they all look dirty, like they haven't bathed in forever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a grandma. She looks to be blind, but she's always kind of like chanting so to herself. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's but it yeah. It's kind of like different. Texas Chainsaw Massacre meets The Hills Have Eyes meets uh, Nacho Libre. Yeah. But not. Yeah, not not Nacho Libre because Nacho Libre is awesome, um, and not scary in any way. Yeah, uh, but so yeah, so then all of a sudden, you know, he's he's all gigante, you know, and, like you mm-hmm. hear the lumbering of a like Bane coming, just boom, yeah. boom, and then he makes his way out there, and this guy is fucking huge, <laughs> and then he just proceeds to beat the shit out of this guy, oh. <laughs> like. <laughs> I was like, going to say, does he have a fighting chance? Armando tries. He punches him a couple times. No, he gets straight no, fucking no. picked up. And at one point, I thought that he was going to bend him in half backwards. Ooh. But he does, but he doesn't like all the way. Like, I mm. thought he was going to fold it. Not quite a Jason. <laughs> yeah. Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, not quite. But like, you can hear it's like, ah. And then. So, yeah. It's, it's so he bangs him. He, um, yeah, he fucking just gets him. And then he's hanging upside down, and I think, I think that he gets his throat cut. Hmm. But then he kind of cuts him in his chest. Sternum. Yeah. Well, no, because it's more chest gut here, like in the middle. Oh. And then he's like pulling out organs oh. and shit like that. But the thing is, is like Gigante has a champion belt. Kind sure of thing, it but it's it's makeshift. <laughs> well, yeah. It's not obvious. Well, yeah, but see, the thing that sucks is when he looks at the belt, he can see his daughter's cross necklace kind of embedded into it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Twist. Twist. And so then he just, just didn't do anything for anybody. No, no, it didn't. And so, I mean, that's kind of like, and he dies, and everybody obviously. <laughs> Like, it just kind of ends, but, mm-hmm. like, honestly, it's on Shutter. It's 13 minutes. Yeah. It is a fucking super rad concept. Like, I would watch the full movie. Like I said, I love Lucha. Like, I love the whole culture of that. I think it's awesome. It looks yeah. cool. Um, like, that's, that's my f- that's my favorite thing about Bane. Yeah. You know, is that, like, and that's the only thing that I, that's, a, that's the thing I hated about Batman or Dark Knight Rises. Sure. Or Returns. Rises. Rises. One of those. Um, Returns is the uh, cartoon. comic. Yeah. Cartoon comic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, is that they took that Lucha aspect away mm-hmm. from it. I mean, he was still smart, did everything cool. He mm-hmm. just, I love that mask. And so, Fair but enough. back to this, like, honestly, though, if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's on Shutter, 13 minutes. I mean, you can watch it in a break. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's good. Um, yeah, that sounds super. I like the. I almost wish I didn't know the twist of the cross because that. I mean, it makes it so much more. It's like a, it's already heartbreaking, it and pulls. you know he's not. Yeah, but the fact like, oh, they didn't make it either. Yeah, and they got wrangled in mm-hmm. somehow by this crazy backwoods family. Yeah, it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I was like, oh man, I like I told you at lunch today. I was like, I don't want to spoil it. But you kind of have to. I mean, that is the name of the game, and that's the risk that we take in doing these movies. Right. And this is probably one of the only times we'll ever do one where neither of us has seen. Yeah, we were just like, we were, you know, back and forth for the last week, week and a half, being like, how do we, what do we do? Yeah. What's this and that? Like, As a makeup for like stuff. he Like, he watched, so he watched The Witch, and then he watched VHS, yeah. which we, I think we talked about briefly in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Or it might have even been this one. I don't remember anymore. I don't anymore. remember either. It's bleeding through. But yeah, so we're going to say, I'm like, well, hey, how about, because I like VHS. I like the concept of it. So we're mm-hmm. like, we'll hold off on that. We'll we'll do a run through on the trilogy of it. And so we'll just each do one movie because I didn't get to a second. Because I started watching VHS last time when I got done. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what, what were the fucking, the little skits in this one? I'm like, oh, that's what it was. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> so whether we said it in this one or not, uh, we're going to essentially watch the entire VHS trilogy at some point in the near to distant future and break down all the skits for all the movies and do our regular show somehow. I don't know if we'll go into the production of each one, uh, just may, a, but we'll like, see. We'll look and see how much stuff there is into it. Like yeah. if I end up being like, hey, 
I mean, I know I, t- I chose Texas Chainsaw for the next one, but I'm like, hey, I want to do the VHS movies. Yeah. And we'll do that. But, and a lot of times, sequels is usually, they made money on the last one, so they made a sequel. Mm-hmm. And the real story is the first one. Yeah. So that's probably what will end up happening here. Pretty much, yeah. And see, the thing is, is like I thought about it. I was like, well, shit, I'll watch a VHS too. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, fuck, man, he hasn't seen it. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't want to fucking ruin those because there's a couple on there. I was like, yeah. yeah. And so we'll just, we'll get to them at some point. Yeah. In the near to distant future, we right. will do VHS. Hell yeah. Well, um, it's yeah. been fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us. Um, you can catch us on Facebook, Pod and Gore. Pretty active on there. Come mm-hmm. hang out with us. Share memes, talk shit. If there's a movie you want us to do as a full episode, or if you even like this quick fire, do a couple, three movies, two movies, Whatever, and spit yeah. them out real quick. Just let us know. Yeah. Because otherwise, we're just doing what we're we just, feel like. Yeah, we're just kind of just kind of riffing on whatever we feel like doing at yeah. that point in time. Um, you can find us on Instagram and, and Twitter at g underscore gore underscore pod. Uh, you can email us at pod and gore at gmail.com. There's multiple ways you can send me an email right now and I'd get it and I'd read it on air. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of which, um, we didn't do it in our actual episode, but I need to do a shout out. Because yeah. um, we didn't, when, with the last episode, I think we might have read the the latest um, uh, po- uh, the iTunes review that we got. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. So in the Leslie Vernon episode that we lost we yeah. read off our latest review on itunes yeah from spaghetti fingers yeah. and if i'm doing a double read oh, sorry yeah but thank you double yeah so we're as of right now we're at seven five star ratings so thank you guys mm-hmm. uh, we appreciate that it doesn't take very long um i mean we got a few reviews but the ratings all that feedback helps to let mm-hmm. us know what you want like we've been Low, like shortening the episodes because the majority of people prefer it to be shorter so it's like yeah. if we know what it is you want we can do it you just yeah. have to tell us mm-hmm. uh so the review from spaghetti fingers was a good amount of detail about the movies they talk about either convinced me to watch them or gave me enough information to understand the movies i didn't really want to watch also good more uh, back and forth banter looking forward to more thank you thank spaghetti you fingers for that five star review mm-hmm. and so yeah. We're just going to call it, man. Yeah, had a good time. Thanks for hanging out with us. Next up is your pick, which is Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw. Massacre. Yes. This is going to be a deep dive. I'm yeah. not going to do Halloween levels of two hours. Hopefully. But we're going to talk about the movie. I fucking read the book, uh, Chainsaw Confidential, which if you haven't, it's fantastic. I had the audio book. I didn't mm. read it. I listened to it. Sure. Either way. That movie sucked to fucking make, and I can't wait to talk about it. (laughs) Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.